Life of an Average Show podcast. Wow, we are here in 2023. That's crazy to me. It's funny because I still have people. I mean, I guess it's okay. I mean, what's the protocol for saying Happy New Year? Like, you know, you say Happy New Year when the ball drops or whatever. Or if you go to bed early and you wake up and all of a sudden it's January 1, right? You say Happy New Year. And I guess if you haven't seen somebody, maybe on January 2nd. But here we are, what is it, the third, the fourth, the fifth? I have no idea what day it is. And you still got people with Happy New Year. I just saw you yesterday. (laughs) Like, I just, you just sent me a text yesterday. Why are you saying Happy New Year? I I, I don't, I don't, I I think we're done. We've officially made it almost a week into the new year. Let's just uh, go with it, you know? How was everybody's New Year? How was your New Year's Eve? Did you guys do anything? Are you exhausted still? God, I am exhausted. I am freaking exhausted. My voice is not recovered from whatever was happening. I'm just, I'm tired. I, you know what it is too? It's a mental exhaustion because I have so much stuff going on right now, which is fine. It, you know what? A lot of it is really great stuff, but it's really my physical exhaustion my legs are killing me I've been running a lot too guys I've been amping up my game and not because I'm into the like new year new me resolution gotta hit the gym that's that's part of it not the new year new me crap but you know for the holidays most of us we tend to eat unhealthy maybe drink a little bit more there's a lot of get-togethers, families, parties, and stuff. So so obviously, we're, for those that are paying attention to their bodies and health, you're not doing the best. And I wasn't. I definitely wasn't doing the worst, but I wasn't doing the best. Late nights, and like, you know what? I know I had dinner at 6, but I'm just going to make these tamales and eat them all at midnight because that seems legit. And I have a half a pint of ice cream left, so I'll just scoop the ice cream on the tamales and call it a day. You know, or like, yeah, I know it's Tuesday, but I'm going to drink this 17% bourbon aged beer because it's the holidays and it's okay. And I know it's 1am. <laughs> so for me, I've been running a lot, getting ready. You know, in a couple months, I got the big D climb again. Uh, I felt like I just did it. I've got a half marathon coming up and I just need to get in better shape. So I'm back. I do participate in the dry January. But for me, it's not even dry January. It's more like dry months. Like I probably won't drink again. I am supposed to meet up with some friends over at a brewery and go see 
a good buddy of mine play in a band and I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. If I go to that brewery, obviously I'm going to have a couple. But if I don't go, then quite frankly, I don't know when I'm going to have a drink again. So I'm okay with that. But that's what I've been doing. So I know because of my work and because of my running, God, my legs are just killing me. But that being said, I feel like I'm exhausted. I feel like I get... I get more accomplished in my mind than what I feel like is happening in the real world. So that's a problem. <laughs> but anyway, we're here in 2023. This is the second episode I recorded for 2023. And if you're hearing this now, then I decided to make this my very first episode. Do that math. I recorded a couple and I just wasn't sure. Guys, it's not that I'm running out of ideas because I promise you I'm not. Um, matter of fact, I'm really excited about this month. I have two special guests, maybe three. This is a very loaded special guest month with, with one live podcast um, and video podcast coming up on the 24th. So I'm, I'm excited about it, but I wasn't sure how I was going to start off the month. And then something happened New Year's Eve. I drank a little. <laughs> Shocker. I experience something that I think we all experience at one point in our life, maybe. And it was, let's see how I can start this off. You guys know, let's, let's look at social media, particularly Facebook. When you sign up or when you signed up for most social media platforms, they ask you your birthday. Now, a lot of that has to do with they want to determine what age you are. We know that, okay? They don't care about your birthday. But, yeah, they can use it as a marketing scheme. And then you have the option, for the most part, especially on Facebook, where you can sit there and hide certain aspects of your profile. You can hide your birthday. You can hide your job. You, you know, determine... Who can see what? Now, if you put your birthday on there, then when your birthday pops up, everybody who's on your list, who follows you, your friend list, whatever, will get a notification that says, hey, it's Brandon's birthday today. And then you'll receive a ton of messages and comments and DMs, maybe text messages from people that you haven't talked to in forever that are just on your list of so-called friends or followers and they they just oh my god happy birthday we got to get together you know the same old crap like they feel the urge to say it okay i don't do that <laughs> my birthday is not on my social media because i really don't want to hear from people i haven't talked to in four months happy birthday you can follow and like and share and comment and, you know, or just troll my pages, whatever. That's okay. But I don't need to hear from you on my birthday, which is allegedly supposed to be a special day. I, I don't, I'm not a birthday guy. I don't care. I want to hang out with my son and that's it. That's all I want to do. I, I don't even, I don't even want to hang out with my friends on my birthday. I know that seems like a kind of a jerk thing to say, but... I just don't celebrate my birthdays like some people do. I felt like 
after 21, it didn't matter. And and that's cool. I'm not, I'm not coming after anybody who does celebrate their birthdays. Like, do you? Like, it is a day. It is a day. Whatever your celebration is, if it's a big party, if it's a quiet night, if it's a day off work, if it's getting a new tattoo, if it's, you know, <clears throat> sitting around watching movies, playing video games all day, if it's nothing, whatever you do to celebrate, if you go to the same restaurant every year, or you go buy a slice of cheesecake every year and a bottle of wine and that's your thing, then do it. I just don't. So because of that, <laughs> and I don't think very highly of birthdays, and I know this part kind of sucks. I don't remember people's birthdays. Don't get me wrong. Yes, I never forget my sons, obviously. But I don't remember anybody else's. I have a hard time remembering my parents. It wasn't up until about a year ago that I even put them in the phone so that I would remember. I know, I'm horrible. I forget every year. I'm either a day late, two days early, a week late. Well, it's horrible. But because of that, I don't need my birthday on social media to pop up so I can hear from a bunch of people that typically either A, don't do anything, they're just on my follow, friends list, whatever, or they like a picture occasionally or randomly be like, a memory pops up from five years ago. They're like, hey, remember this? Well, yeah, of course I remember it. I remember it the same way you remember it because social media does their little time hop and Facebook memories and this is what you tweeted seven years ago. Like, so I don't need to hear happy birthday was thinking about you. You weren't thinking about me. You just saw that notification and said, I'm going to do what I think I'm supposed to do because we knew each other at one point. That's what you did. I don't mean that rude. I just don't care. I don't want to hear it. So it's not on there. I also nine times out of 10, when I see a notification on any of those platforms from somebody, I don't say happy birthday because I don't want to be hypocrite. I didn't remember it was your birthday. I had no idea that your birthday was in February. So I'm not going to say anything. Now, if it's a person that I do know and we are friends and we talk on a regular, whether that's between social media, my phone, whatever. And I really didn't know what your birthday is because I'm an idiot. And I happen to see your birthday on social media. I will say something. But not only will I post something, I will reach out on a personal level, text message, phone call, what have you. I just don't care. I don't need to be reminded of that crap. Like I, it's annoying. It's just annoying. And that's fine. If that's what you guys do, that's your thing. I'm not bashing you. I find it personally annoying. And that's why I don't do it. So these things pop up and they remind us of people, memories, time hop, so why is it around the holidays that you start to hear from everybody? People you haven't spoke to all year. It reminds me of the people that only go to church twice a year. Well, I always go on Christmas and I always go on Easter. Okay. Why? Well, that's what, that, that's what we do. Okay, why? You don't care about church any other time of the year. You don't 
clearly, and I'm not judging, I'm just saying, you don't follow whatever religion that is any time of the year, any beliefs. I've, I've, I, you know, some of these people I know, I know what they do. And then you show up to church on Easter Sunday, all dressed nice for that picture. We're at church. Cool. I saw your Facebook two days ago. You said some raunchy stuff. Man, I saw your TikTok, and I got to be honest with you, you were not wearing that outfit. Matter of fact, you were hardly wearing anything. But that's what it reminds me of. Holidays roll around, not so much Thanksgiving, occasionally. It's Christmas and New Year's. I'm sure the same thing happens for Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. I don't know. You start to hear from people, whether that's a family member that you have not seen or spoken to in for ages, friend, I guess I say friend loosely, air quotes, coworker, I don't know, just the most random. I can tell you that in the last three and a half weeks to a month, I have received random DMs not good ones, and text messages. I mean, people that I worked with three years ago, maybe a little more, that I wasn't that friends, that wasn't close, I was their boss. I wasn't that close to them at work. I have not seen them since that place closed down and we left. And all of a sudden, hey man, I just stumbled upon your podcast. I didn't know you'd do it. What's been going on? We should get a beer. No, <laughs> no name when the text message pops up, just a number that's not even stored in my phone. So that should tell you that I clearly don't care who you are at all. I don't hate you. I just don't care. I'm over here playing Sherlock Holmes, trying to figure out who this person is. It's like a beautiful mind. I've got notes. Okay, they said they lived here. They mentioned this workplace, but then they also talked about this. What is the connection? I, I mean, that's, I'm literally like doing a forensic evidence to figure out who these people are. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. And they want to get a beer. Why? Because nine times out of 10, they don't want to get a beer. And they assume that I'll say, oh yeah, we should do that and never do it. So they're off the hook or two because they don't know me anymore, but they associate me with beer because that's what we did three and a half years ago at the bar. And they don't realize that I don't nearly drink as much as I used to, not even close. I don't know anything. So I sent some extras, hey, I hope you're doing good. You know, yeah, I'll pop in and see me whenever you're around. Don't hear from them again. Because where are they going to pop in and see me at? They have no idea. They, they didn't even ask, oh, where are you? I'll be up there tomorrow. They didn't ask. They just felt the need because they stumbled upon the podcast or saw me on social media to say something. Oh, my God, I know you. I got a text message. This kid, and he is a kid that I worked with, who got fired, and I literally worked with the week, somehow only had my number because I was his manager. Hey, I'm back in town. What are you doing? Who are you? So my response was, who is this? Because I'm just tired of it. Oh, I'm so-and-so. What? Bro, number one, you're like 18. No offense. 
Number two, I didn't hang out with you then. I worked with you for like a week and a half. You got fired because you're an idiot. Why are you texting me? What brings it? Like, what makes people do that? And I know it's the holidays. I don't know if it's because they've got too much eggnog. They're watching too much Hallmark movies. Or maybe for the fourth time after seeing Love Actually, they're starting to create something that wasn't there. I don't know if it's because they're lonely. I don't know. It happened two times recently on New Year's. One was New Year's, one was the day before or the night before. I don't know. <clears throat> and it's okay. I have to say this. It's, it's, it's okay with these conversations. I'm just racking my brain of if I would do it. I spoke to this girl who's phenomenal. I haven't talked to her in like a year and a half. Prior to that, it was years. Now, I don't want to say that we had a falling out because that's not fair. It's not a falling out. We didn't have some World War III nuke bomb go off that caused us to stop talking. It was, a, it was an array of things. My fault, for sure. Her fault. Life. Whatever. We don't live in the same state. We don't communicate on social media. But out of nowhere, phone call. Text, then phone call. Once I answered the text. And I always hate that too. You sent me a text, I answered, you called me. I do that sometimes. But I do that sometimes because sometimes there is, it's too much to text. I guess I just answered my own question or just completely shot my point down. Because that's exactly what she did. And we talked for like an hour and a half. Maybe longer. Wasn't bad. Some of it was tough. But why? Why now? And mind you, if these girls are listening, or these people are listening, I'm not bashing. I'm just, this is me. I said it to you in the conversation. I'm saying it to everybody on the podcast. Why? What's the point? Why can't we just sit there and be like, I'm done? and move on and be done. I mean, don't get me wrong. And I don't just mean that with relationships. I mean that in conversations. I, don't get me wrong. I think about people. I do. I'm not a complete jerk, okay? I had this really good friend that I still stay in connection with on social media. We don't text, but I have texted her when I was in Michigan, see if she wanted to hang out. Um, one time she did, one time she didn't. And that's okay. Like, no big deal. The last time I was in Michigan was a very whirlwind of a trip. I barely got to do anything. Thank God I got to go hang out with Steve and Ken, and we got to go to the Pistons game. But that was all she wrote. You know, I was in and out. And I probably won't be back to Michigan for a very long time, so who knows, you know. Um, but the thing is, I knew her in high school. She was a year younger than me like as far as grades go. She was very athletic, dance, palm, cheer, all that. Very cool person. No issues, like we never dated. We might have, I feel like something happened one night. It just seems, if I remember correctly, um, you know, one of those nights you're like, yeah, this happened. But everything's cool. She was just a good buddy. 
you know, had our fun, moved on, boom, no big deal. No emotional connection as far as that level goes. But it was interesting to watch her transition from being such a positive, fun girl to what happened in her life. And something tragic happened. I will say this. And I will give you a short story about this because it is a long story that I, I don't want to get derailed like I normally do. She ended up dating a guy that really just wasn't a good guy. He was your stereotypical, I'm on the football team, everybody loves me, we have a phenomenal football team, so I'm like a god. Um, <clears throat> you know, he was a senior, so he was one grade above me, two above her. You know, I've got like, this is what, he's been told he's been great all his life, and he was a great football player. Small, you know, in, in a small town with a phenomenal football team, varsity blue style, Anything you want, you get. Schmooze the teachers, car salesmen, that sort of thing. But he was a jerk. He was rude to people. He was a bully at times. And he did some horrible things to girls. Some of them were probably rumors. But there was, you know, when there's that much going on, there's a piece of truth in there somewhere. And I know firsthand from people that I trusted about some things. She started to date this guy and it blew my mind when I saw them talking, but I just assumed they were talking because of sports. And I remember pulling her aside, like you need to be careful. And I got the line that every female says, and I'm sure there's some guys that say it. You don't know him. He's sweet. When nobody's looking, he's a different guy. Well, that's nice. And I understand putting on a front, you have an image, and then behind closed doors, maybe that image is dialed down, but it's still a piece of you. But completely being a 180, nah, that don't make sense. I'm not saying I haven't done it before. It just doesn't make sense. And I warned her and warned her. Something happened in the relationship. She got, let's just say she got very sick and it was a very scary situation. And she got very sick because of him. Now, he, I don't know what happened to him years later. The last I did my research, he moved out of the state. He wasn't doing good financially and wasn't doing good physically. That was years ago. I don't know what happened, nor do I care. Not that I want anybody to encounter those problems, but you did what you did. Okay, so there you go. She, thank God, I have to fast forward, is doing very well. And thanks to modern medicine and her health, she is shot. I mean, just amazing. And it's a real testimony, actually. It's a true, she is a true testament to what can be done and just how insanely scary it is, you know, out there in the world and how close to home that got. But I think of her and we communicate. And, and there are times I've gone back and thought about everything that portrayed or not portrayed that was going on in that time of my life, her life and our friend's life, because we all were pulling and helping together and really being supportive. We were really being supportive. And it was tough because we were still like, you know, kids, quote unquote. 
But I would never call her up and go, hey, remember when this happened? And this is what we went through and that one night and this night and that night. And even though I'm thinking about it, I didn't feel the urge to call her up. So it baffles me that people, and it's not just women, it just happened to be in my situation, want to sit there in the middle of the night and drag the past out, lay it on the table, good, bad, indifferent, ugly, false, true, and go, hey, let's just talk about it. I know it's been like four years, but let's just talk about it. Why? Is it guilt? Forgiveness? What is it? And on a forgiveness level, I understand that you want to say you're sorry to people or forgive people. But you can forgive somebody without reaching out to them. And you can say you're sorry to them, but do you really have to make a thing about it? A gesture, an email, a text of years to say you're sorry? Because really that's just the road. The, the, the I'm sorry is the road for you to say I'm sorry to yourself. It's like you open the door so that you can forgive yourself, which is ultimately what we all try to do. Yeah, you probably really are sorry that that happened or that you made that choice or that you did what you did or didn't do what you should have done. But the door is the forgiveness for yourself. Like you gotta walk through that door. So yeah, you have to say I'm sorry to get into that forgiveness hallway because forgiving yourself is the most difficult thing I think that we do as human beings is forgiving ourselves. We carry that baggage. We hold it so tight, we pack it in, and then we kick it, and we put it in the attic, and then we move. When it gets too full, we put it somewhere else, and then we chop a piece off because we don't need it anymore, but then we just add to it. It's, it turns into a big ball, like those big rubber band balls, over and over and over. And it eventually has the worst effects on you possible. It's hard to forgive yourself, and when you do forgive yourself, when you finally do, when you really truly do, you also take a stutter step sometimes. You have backpedal because something comes up and you're like, oh, I don't know. And you start to feel that again. And then you gotta go, no, I'm, I'm, I forgive myself. So saying I'm sorry, I understand. I do think it's important too. It's not easy, but why? Do we have to do it? Like, is it something that's necessary after all these years? We have to say, I'm sorry. I don't think so. If it hasn't happened and it's all these years later, why are we talking about stuff? Now, the second person that reached out to me, I understand because it is more recent, but why on the holidays? Mind you, no alcohol is involved. So. <laughs> it wasn't one of those situations where somebody got a hold of me drunk and was like, I need to talk about this situation. Slurring their words and I could smell the alcohol through their phone. That wasn't the situation. But I've heard it happen to multiple people. I, there's something inside of us as human beings that when it comes to, to the holidays, we are at our most vulnerable it's a depress one of the most depressing times of year for a lot of people. And you get this into your head on new year, new me. I'm going to shed this and leave it in 2022 so I can walk into 2023 and I check this off my bucket list. 
call Brandon. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know. And now I'm starting to feel like a jerk because I'm saying these things, but I don't, I don't mean it in a rude way. I just didn't get that urge. I'm actually going the opposite of my life. I'm calling less people and talking less. And, and it's really just because I'm busy. And that's, that's really just, an, it's, it's real. It's an excuse, but it's real. Because like I said, I always, you make time for what you want to do. Well, what I want to do is, is be a dad and a good father for my son. Do a great job at work. You know, great job at dad, great job at work. Focus on my money and staying right and making a good home. And that's it. That's what I want to do. I know that sounds rude, but by the time I'm done doing all that stuff, my energy level for reaching out to even some of the people I care about the most is thin to none. Now I'm going to change that because that's rude and that's not fair and that's how you lose friends. But I never want to sit here and go call people from five years ago. I get annoyed when I run into people from five years ago. Oh God. I'm that guy in the grocery store that's like, oh crap. They saw me. Oh, hey man, what's going on? Oh, hey man, dude, dude, I should have known I'd see you here, bro. Oh, hey, what bar are you working at? Well, it's been five years, so I'm not working at a bar. Oh man, are you still talking to so-and-so? I haven't heard from them in like nine years. What, who are you? Why? <laughs> you know? But I also care too, like I will spend some time. There are some people, you know, maybe they moved away five years ago and they came back. Cool, let's catch up. Okay, we caught up. <laughs> We're done now. I don't know. But is there something in us as human beings that say, hey, you know what? I gotta, I gotta, you know, I think I'm gonna make this phone call. I, you know, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out to this person. And I just don't get it. Now, here's the thing, here's the kicker. Because now here we are, the new year's over. You know, we're in it. It's, we, it's, it's not beginning, I mean, it's beginning, but we're in it. I'm not gonna hear from any of those people again. Mm. One of them I probably will, and I hope so. Hopefully it's just normal conversation. But then again, maybe, I don't know, maybe that, Maybe that New Year's Eve talk was the final conversation that we were going to have. It's possible. Maybe that's why they did it. Did you ever have those people, too, that feel the need to send you a Merry Christmas or a Happy New Year or whatever because that's what they're supposed to do? I have to say this, and this is going to sound like a jerkish thing and hypocritical. I heard from, without making first contact, I heard from two people on Christmas. Two, not three, 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 sorry. That's okay. I'm not sitting there saying, woe is me. I'm just making a point here. 
Did I go through and send Merry Christmases to everybody? No, I did not. Happy New Year and all that. No, I did not. Because I wasn't thinking about it. Because I wasn't thinking about them at the time. So I didn't want to be rude and seem like a, a, a fraud. I did forget a couple people because I was busy that I was like, oh man, I wish I would have, you know, just because I do care, but I didn't do it. And I certainly didn't go the next day and go, oh, hey, I, I didn't go the next day and say, hey, oh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. <clears throat> I just didn't. And I certainly didn't go two days later, three days later and go, oh, how was your Christmas? And, and I've talked about these things. I've talked about these things numerous times when it comes to friendships and relationships. I just believe that you have to remain in contact. I just believe that there's no excuse. Now, an excuse and a reason are two different things. And I think a lot of times in life, we sit there and we, we cross-mojinate the two. Look, a reason that I couldn't text you back or call you back or come hang out with you or meet you for lunch at 1.45 on a Wednesday was because I was working. The reason that I responded to you in some fashion six, seven hours later could be because I was working, I was with my son, I was sick, but those are reasons, those aren't excuses. The excuse is, I was just laying on the couch watching some show I've seen a hundred times and just didn't feel like doing my phone. You can sit there and say that that's a reason, but it's not because you didn't feel like it. When you consistently not feel like it, you're telling me as a human being, as a friend, that, you, that I, don't, I don't fit in your bubble. And if that's the case, that's fine. If I don't fit in your bubble... Okay, I don't have to be there. Now, I know some of you are thinking, oh, Brandon, you're contradicting yourself now because you sit there and talk about how you don't have any energy to respond to people sometimes. Yeah, but the thing is, you need me. You tell me, bro, I really need to talk. Do you have time? Or text me, message me, whatever. I'm going to find that time and I'm going to find that energy to do it. Period. That's not even open for debate. I'm going to do it. But when you sit here and it's Christmas, a holiday that some people feel the need to reach out for, and the alleged so-called people in your life, friends, family, whatever, don't do it and then play the game of, Oh, well, they didn't reach out to me first? That, come on. But here I have two people that have felt the need. It's really weird. It's really weird, the dynamic and the different ends of the spectrum with people that sit there and go, you know what? I need to reach out to this person because of this. I need to reach out for this person because of that. And then the people that allegedly are in your life the whole time, never reach out. <laughs> so what is it of human beings? Like, I think we as human beings, we often get very self-absorbed and sometimes it's okay. We call it self-care, taking care of ourselves. 
you know, mental health days. And those are so important that I cannot stress that. If I'm dealing with somebody and I'm talking to somebody and they're like, bro, I'm going to go off the grid for a little bit. We're cool. I'm okay. I'm just going to go off the grid. I'm going to allow them to take that time because I get it. Whatever that stress is, a family, work, kids, life, whatever. I'm going to get, I get it. But I'm also not going to allow you to have a permanent vacation. I'm going to check up on you if I feel that you going off the grid is too long. Why? Because it's my duty as a friend to do so. Hey man, hope you're doing all right. Hey man, hope you're this. I was thinking about you, check this out. Because it's very important that we do that. But how do we go from that, which is normal, to just basically ghosting? And then also on the other end of the spectrum, how do we come back after all the years and go, you know what, I really wanna talk about this stuff. What? It's so interesting to me. Do the, it's something in the air during the holiday season that makes people do this. And I, quite frankly, don't get it. Now, you're, I know what you're thinking to yourself, Brandon, what's the point? What's the point in your rants and your raves and all this crap? What is the point of that? My point is this. Maybe I'm the jerk. Maybe I'm... I should just take it for what it is. Maybe those people, and not particularly these two that I'm talking about, but just people that do this, maybe that's what saved them that night. Maybe that is an outlet for them to move forward in their lives because they're stuck. You know, we sit here and we talk about reaching out, making that phone call, texting, the people you want to text when they're when they're on your you know when you're thinking about somebody regardless of the outcome we talk about making peace with yourself and trying to make peace with others maybe that's just what they needed and you fit you were a piece of that puzzle a cog in the wheel of a broken bicycle you were that you were that that piece that was holding them together, they needed to talk to you. And you will never understand it, but you played a role. And maybe they're okay because of it. Closure, forgiveness, I don't know. Understanding, it's like a math problem that you don't get and then all of a sudden it makes sense. And you got to tell somebody about it. It's like watching Christopher Nolan's Tenet or, or Inception three times and still not knowing what's going on. And then finally, months later, you get it. But let's be real. Nobody gets it. We just think it's a really cool movie and there's good actors. And it looks cool and we kind of understand. But we have no idea what those movies mean. But you get it and you're like, ah. Maybe that's what happened. It's not something that I would do. It's not something that I feel like I, I would do, and I haven't. I guess I've entertained those conversations with people, but I'm not going to be that person that goes and calls somebody. Now, I've wronged this person. I need to talk to him and make it right. Nah, I really don't. I really don't need to make it right. Because what does that mean? 
sometimes you can do everything you can to make something right and it's just done. You know, you don't do it to continue a friendship relationship with somebody. You do it because to what? To show yourself that you're not that same person anymore. Because whoever you wronged will probably most likely never understand you and never view you in any other aspect. So who gives a crap? It doesn't mean you go around and continue to be a jerk or, or continue to do the same things you do. It's tough. But you're, you know, you're not trying to do what's right for them. You're trying to do what's right for yourself. And I think a lot of times we, we struggle with that. Well, I got to talk to them. I got to make it right so they don't feel this way, so they understand. They're never going to understand, and they're probably not going to feel that way that you want them to feel, and eventually they'll move on. You're just not going to be a piece of their life, and that's okay. But sometimes when, when somebody reaches out to you, they're doing it for themselves, and it takes the other person to go, am I going to be part of this so that they can have this closure, this moment that they move on, or what have you. And I just think it's weird, though. I just find it fundamentally weird that it always is a Christmas, New Year's thing because through the rest of the year, this will not happen. And therefore, I always question how sincere some things are. Again, not by these two particular individuals. I just question it. It's like I question the people that go to church twice a year, and that's it. I'm sorry. I'm not judging. I'm just questioning. I just want to know the reason. It's none of my business, really. And everybody can do what they want. If that's what you choose to do, that's between you and your maker, not between me. Yeah, it's a tradition. Well, okay. Have at it. If me, that's the one time a year I'm not going to church. I don't want to be lumped in a crowded church with people that never go. I just don't want to do it. I'll, I'll see you next Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. But I think that subconsciously, consciously, the change is in our face. It's in our face. As the new year approaches, we hear new year. What does that mean exactly? It doesn't mean anything. It means that the previous year is over and it's a new year. That's all it means. There is nothing significant about December 31st to January 1st, other you got bills due the next day. Other that the end of your spending season technically is over. So your credit card debt, and your late rent and mortgage and your bills and everything that you have is due on top of the fact that you spent entirely way too much over the last couple months. Probably drank too much and ate too much. That's all it means. It's this, it's this psychological thing of new year means, oh, start over. There's no reset button. Will Smith did not come up and flash us with a pin so that we forget everything that happened in 2022 and all of a sudden 2023 we're going to work smiling, singing, and everything's peachy. It's psychological. The specials, the countdown, the songs, the music, the, the, the cards, the Hallmark cards, the, the movies, they are the ones that sit people and have brainwashed us to think that everything's coming to an end, 
but yet it's the beginning. That doesn't make sense. Nothing ends. It just starts over. What does it start over? The year. January 1st, 1123. That's it. For all you mummies out there that still write checks, you got to change the date. But human beings think they need to wrap up and start the year fresh and have this seance and effigy and do these things and cleansing that they're all packing the gyms right now, dry January. But for the next week and a half, you're going to see those numbers numbers dwindle. Just as the churches saw their highest amount of people, highest attendance ever, those numbers are going to be cut in half. The gyms are going to be cut in half. The bars are going to be filling back up because nothing changes. So I think because of that, we get these moments where people are like, I've got to dig this out. This has been a thorn in my side for 12 years. Let's hammer it out tonight. Or, hey, I'm sorry. Or, hey, I was just thinking about you. And mind you, there's nothing wrong with, hey, I was just thinking about you. Those are great moments, you know? Some of them don't make sense, but they're great. But maybe I'm the jerk. And I should just roll with it. Roll with it all the time and just, you know, because I don't, I'm not, mind you, I'm not mad. I need to say that real quick. I am not mad at the situation. I am not angry. They were not, those conversations I had were not hurtful, were not spiteful, were not angry, were not, nothing. Shocking, maybe. Surprising. Uh, made me think. And that's okay. I asked myself what good came out of that. Well, maybe there's no good for me. But maybe there's good for somebody else. And then, then that's a great thing. Again, I still plan on talking to one individual, I hope. But maybe it's not. Maybe my time has passed. And I understand that. I don't like it, <laughs> but I understand it. As far as the other goes, very important woman in my life. I did bad, she did bad, we all did bad. We did good, we did really good, and life changes, and that's okay. No, it's not my ex-wife, guys. <laughs> Calm down. Don't send me emails. Um, but it's interesting. It's just interesting. It got me thinking, and I thought I'd bring it up at the podcast, so I'm going to hear from you. Life of an Average Show podcast at gmail.com. The Life Average Show Podcast.com, if I could remember the name of the uh, podcast. You guys go ahead and follow me on social media as well. Man, next week I'm super excited. We've got a major, major special guest coming in, an author. We are going to talk about two book releases that, quite frankly, has been long overdue. I can't say that one has been more long overdue than the other. We're going to give you some dates where you can go not only purchase these books, but meet the author as well as sign, get some signed copies from the authors. We're also going to release some information where you can buy these books or discuss the new merchandise that, that should be available next week. So pay off those credit card debts so you can get your beanies and t-shirts courtesy of Groggy Dog. 
Big shout out to everybody that's been listening. We've got an amazing lineup this month. Sophia Nello's coming on, super stoked about that. We've got an amazing return guest on January 24th for a bonus episode live if it works out from Flick's Brewhouse in Little Elm slash Frisco because I truly don't know exactly what city it is. Very special day for that. Double double episode weeks. We got a lot. Man, I am I am stoked about this month. So keep following, keep supporting, keep sharing, drop your comments, your emails, everything that you love and hate. And I'll be back next week for a very special episode. As always, welcome to 2023. Don't call me. We don't need to talk about anything.